Hello, I'm Sean Gilligan and welcome to the Learning Summit podcast. Today I'm joined by Nick White and we're going to be reviewing ATD 2022 in Orlando, Florida. Nick, firstly, how was your trip over the pond? How did that go? Hi, Sean. Um, as you rightly say, it's great to be out here in America again, loving the vibe. Uh, an interesting flight over, being the only businessman amongst 250 screaming Disney aficionados. Mind you, what do you expect when you come to Florida? Great to be here, though. Nick, I guess the first thing to say is it was just great to be out in America doing business again, uh, having uh, got through the pandemic. Uh, to experience the warm weather in the sunshine state of Florida was just a joy, wasn't it? Uh, what are the highlights and lowlights of the conference for you? Uh, it's your first time to ATD. Um, what did you make of it? That's a great question, Sean. Uh, for me, it's the energy of the event. Uh, to be surrounded by, no matter what the number, 7,000 or so enthusiastic L&D professionals uh, was great fun. And that energy and enthusiasm really rubbed off. Uh, and I think it's, it's one of the benefits that ATD has that it transplants people away from their homes for two or three days into another environment where they can get beyond just attending a conference, start to meet their peers, socialize and learn from each other. That's really what the event is all about. So um, I'm a fan uh, and uh, roll on the next one and future events. One of the highlights of the show was not actually visiting customers, prospective customers and partners, but actually meeting for the first time Emiliano, who's a guy that we've worked with for over a year now. But it was the first in-person meeting with Emiliano. Emiliano is based in Paraguay, so he had quite a lengthy journey. Uh, he was delayed by a tropical storm uh, that delayed the uh, airplane, but it was just great to meet someone in the flesh, so to speak, someone that you've worked with for over a year, but you've not met in person. It was really good to get to know Emiliano um, and, um, you know, build that relationship up with a team member. And as you pointed out, meeting um, our Paraguayan colleague, Emiliano, uh, was a tremendous benefit. Uh, it, it's amazing how we've all come through this pandemic, thinking it's natural to, to speak to people several thousand miles away. Uh, without realising the sheer distances involved. It may have taken me eight and a half hours to fly across the pond, while poor Emiliano spent, I think, was it 20, 24 hours in the air, uh, getting um, stuck in, in Panama for a period of time as well, travelling to the event. A dedication, uh, but also yeah, great that he actually made it uh, and enjoyed the event too. And, and when you talk about negatives... Um, well, really, it's our own self-learning. You know, we've not done events now for two and a half years. Having to relearn some of the simple habits, some of the simple lessons from before um, was, was interesting. And hopefully we can take that on to future events. Uh, we're going to DevLearn in Las Vegas in October. So that was really... The only negative, but out of it really a positive. We've learnt and we'll come back actually much, much stronger. Nick, when we look at the ATD conference in prior years, pre-pandemic, there would be in and around 12,000 people attending. This year, just 6,500. 
But is it quality over quantity? Were the people there dead serious about learning and development? And therefore, whilst there were less people, uh, less boots on the ground, so to speak, that the actual um, energy, the seriousness of those people um, was significant and therefore uh, it was a successful conference in any case. It's not just about the numbers, it's about the types of folk that are committed to both talent and learning and development. Yeah, uh, quality over quantity. Let's be honest, uh, we had a team of, of four people there. So in some respects, it doesn't matter if it's a thousand people or a hundred thousand, we could only manage to speak to a few people each day. Um, so, but it was heartening those people had turned up and I do expect at next year's events and future events we go to, the attendance will start to creep back up, um, to previous year's levels. Um, whether it'll ever get back fully to the old levels, it, it may be debatable. People maybe now are more used to having an online world where they hand their meetings and do their conferences. So it remains to be seen if we'll ever get back to the full levels. But those that did attend were keen, they were enthusiastic, uh, and um, it's a pleasure meeting them. In the conference, there weren't many Brits there. Indeed, we counted uh, only 28 at the conference. Uh, but we did come across a guy called Mark uh, Charkin, who originally uh, was from Surrey, but now lives in San Francisco, representing an Israeli company, DID, who have some quite fantastic... Uh, artificial intelligence for manipulating images so that it looks like people speak. Um, what use cases do you see with this technology when it comes to learning and development and perhaps even HR? Um, was it more of a fad or is this something that could really catch on? Yeah, there certainly wasn't a rallying cry of the British are coming, the British are coming. Um, very few of us there and probably most were exhibitors as opposed to actually running L&D departments. Um, Mark was a great guy, fantastic um, software that his company produced. I believe they may be behind the recent um, ABBA event where they've actually taken the, the original crew and augmented their, their faces back to their 1970s peak. Um, and there's concerts going to be happening in the UK with a virtual ABBA. Anyway, um, do I see it in L&D? Um, to be quite blunt, I think it's still probably cheaper to get a human being to do something than it is to get spend the money on a virtual person doing something. I may be wrong in that, but I'm yet to be convinced that is not the case. But um, facial software um, could be interesting in the future, but I think... Currently, it's probably prohibitively expensive now to make it anything viable for current uh, uh, L&D departments. Another vendor that's worth a mention is Mosaic Learning. They were doing some nifty things with both virtual reality and augmented reality. Nick, what do you think to what they were doing? Yeah, VR and AR are fascinating. I, I've worked on AR projects in the past. I've worked on VR projects as well. Um, I think they have their place uh, in the medical industry where you can perform an operation virtually uh, and learn the skills of the surgeon. In the engineering industry where you can start to maybe dismantle an engine or component. Um, in the industries of design 
where you could have designers cooperating around the world. In fact, this already happens in the car industry where designers in, in California could cooperate with designers in Europe and designers in Japan. So it does have its position, does have its moments in day-to-day -day learning for soft skills. No, I, I think it's, it's not really viable. But let's say in engineering, design, and medical, I, I can very much see a case for it. There were quite a few translation companies at the show. It would be improper for us not to mention Transperfect because they did put on a rather good, spectacular evening at Cuba Libra. Perhaps you can share with the audience uh, how that was great for a different type of uh, networking, getting together and socialising with the L&D community. Tell us about the uh, the Transperfect bash, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Hats off them, to them for a, a terrific event. Greatly appreciated. Um, it shows that people do want to interact uh, and actually it's good to see people um, on a social level. Uh, mind you, what it did prove is that um, none of us can really dance uh, and maybe next time we come back to this event, we should arrange for salsa lessons for all. In fact, we've got one of our colleagues who's probably the perfect exponent, exponent of salsa, Emiliano. Uh, we need to get enlist him for that particular role. Nick, one of the sessions that we attended was for people new to the learning and development industry. And it was good because we got to discuss across multiple sectors, some of the challenges that people new to the sector are experiencing. And one of the key themes was the ability to get middle management, not just to consume and take part in the learning, but also to curate and help with course curation, cohort-based learning, etc. What did you learn from that session and what can we take away? Now, that was an interesting event organised by ATD, the people new to the sector. And as you know, I'm relatively new to it myself. Um, what came across to me was was the real desire uh, amongst these new entries to the entrance to the market to learn and to move things forward. A real passion. And that was heartening. What also came out was a change in mentality that learning and development isn't just something that should be in the back of a company's mind. It's got to be forefront. Um, one of the big discussions we had was who do you report to? Do you report through HR? Do you report through sales? Or do you have a direct link to the board? And more and more, it's learning development has to be at board level, um, has to be taken as part of a company's culture uh, in the way it's actually viewed by everybody. And the board has to take it seriously and not just treat it as a box ticking exercise. Um, take it to the top and make sure that uh, the CEO downwards really buys into it. One company that I found quite interesting was a French startup called Edflex, founder edflex.com, who are into reimagining learning in the flow of work. It helps uh, with a new uh, learning experience through curated and customized training catalogs consisting of the best resources available on the internet. Uh, so you could consume things like podcasts, articles, videos, um, and then this can be tracked by L&D and leadership teams. Um, so that's an interesting startup that uh, I thought, you know, it was great to see a European uh, Parisian based uh, 
company trying to break into the United States of America? Well, uh, as you know, every day is a school day and Edflex are doing a great job in doing that. Um, interestingly, Tatara also doing the same uh, and Curated News is now part of their, their offering, taking uh, information, news, uh, stories from around the world in multiple languages and feeding into, into the LMS uh, that they provide. So I think it's going to become more and more popular um, and that everybody will be returning to their LMS to get the information. Um, and the use of curated news is terrific because it just makes the whole solution stickier and people return time and time again. Uh, it's got to be welcomed. Nick, I know one of the highlights of the show for you was bumping into people that you wouldn't ordinarily speak to. Perhaps you can share some stories uh, about that. Um, you're absolutely right. And it was people from different industries and, and different countries who I never expected to, to meet. I had a, a great dinner with one organization uh, who do call centers for energy companies. Probably would never have come across them without that. Um, really nice to meet them. Good people. Um, on the other hand, also met um, with some people from the Turks and Caicos Isles who had a contingent over. Um, and it was fascinating to meet people with different ideas and again, but all combined with the desire to push learning forward. So really interesting, different cultures, uh, different organizations uh, and people with very different challenges that we hopefully can help. Nick, one interesting insight comparing learning technologies with ATD was the lack of visibility of the Tatara brand, Tatara being quite popular in the UK and Europe, and perhaps less well-known in the United States. You're right. I was surprised at their lack of appearance at the event. Yet again, we were flying the flag for them uh, and will continue to do so at shows in the future. Um, we all know Tatara is an amazing LMS. It's got an awful lot to offer. And the more we can uh, help the US market understand that, uh, and see what it can do over and above the current solutions, the more successful uh, we will become and Tatara will become as well. Nick, next year the conference will be held in San Diego. So bring on ATD 2023. Sean, I'm already salivating about the fact we can fly into LA and take the drive down to San Diego, one of the most beautiful drives in the world. Um, yeah, let's get that open top car ready for that event. Looking forward to it. Nick, thanks for talking to me today and some interesting conversations there. Uh, we'll be off to DevLearn in October in Las Vegas. And so that will be another conference uh, that we'll be covering here on the Learning Summit podcast. Thank you for listening to the Learning Summit podcast. If you've enjoyed it, do share on social media and subscribe. And until next time, thanks for listening and bye for now.